Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show. And I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together. And we get into a room and we do a radio show. We share our lives. We tell our stories. We try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can. And we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situationships and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu text sex regrets so feeling on your new jubu they gon' talk about it ah yeah you are about it ah needing therapy I guarantee baby we got it Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. And we are a real-life couple, a real-life couple of comedians. And on the show, we take the best sets from our live show, Couples Therapy, where comics who are close do sets together about their relationship and then bring them to you. Although sometimes we have guests in studio to give advice. Naomi, today... This is one of those. Ooh, it's such a special fun time. We have a wonderful guest with you guys, with us today, Vela Lavelle. Ooh. Ooh, baby. She is an actress you know from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You know her as the voice of Mermista, the mermaid princess on She-Ra on Netflix. And now you can catch her on the new Hulu show Dollface as Allison. Bella is so lovely, and I'm so oh glad God. we were able to sit and talk with her. She's incredible as a person. We're also, I mean, we're huge fans because uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was one of our couple shows. Definitely. We um, came together. We yeah. were destigmatizing mental illness um, <laughs> and romance. You know, all in one show. That's everything we love. It's funny. The only musicals I really like tend to be TV musicals. So the Buffy musical, uh-huh. the Scrubs <laughs> musical, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. Today is an advice episode. Yeah. If you have your own advice questions that you would like to call up, you can leave a voice message. You can DM us. The phone number, though, if you would like to call and leave a voice message is 323-524-7839. Now, Naomi, before we go on, though, we have a couple plugs. I want to play a testimonial. This is someone called back Mm. after we had given them advice. So let me play this very quickly. Hey, Andy and Naomi. It is your long-lost friend, Claire. I called in a couple of months ago, and you guys, as well as Natalie Morales, gave me some excellent advice about how to be better at doing things alone. So I wanted to reach out and give you guys a, a testimonial, a review, if you will. I've taken your advice, and I've been doing a lot more things alone. I actually have been going to a lot of comedy shows in Albany alone, and uh, I plan on continuing to travel and get out there and go to museums. Museums, I realize, is another awesome thing to do alone because no one knows notices the girl <laughs> that's staring at a painting for two minutes alone because everyone is doing their own thing. But yeah, I just wanted to update you guys that I'm alive and well and thriving, and I hope you guys are too. I love you guys so much. I can't wait to see you the next time you're either in New York City or I'm planning a trip out to L.A. because we got to hang out. I'll see you guys soon. Bye. See, we can help people. You heard it from Claire. We give some advice and we help you get your life right. 
So I definitely think you need to be calling in. You need to DM. We will take the time as we do in this episode. We got, we handled two juicy questions today because we took our time. We unpacked it. We came to a consensus. Vela gave us some pearls of wisdom from her healer. So there was a lot. But also Claire did say, Claire said, she's like, if you guys come back to New York City. Well, guess what, Claire? We coming through, queen! Yes, if you are in New York uh, this holiday season, on the 29th of December, we will be at the Bell House. Bigger and better, baby. In Brooklyn. So far, quite a lineup with Joe Firestone, one of our best friends and a wonderful comedian. And we're going to put together a great show for you. Then we're back here in Los Angeles on the 9th of January. It's a Thursday. John Gabris who, uh, if you are a fan of Comedy Bang Bang, uh, as I am, yes. you know as Gino the intern, uh, <laughs> and, uh, of course, a thousand other things. Um, who else? We have other great people on that one. And then Sketchfest is... Friday, January 17th, 10.30 p.m. at the Gateway Theater. San Francisco, we are coming through, and we need you to come through for us. Yes. Incredible lineup, maybe the widest show that we've done. <laughs> I mean, I'm working on it. I'm working on it, you guys. Sometimes it happens. Uh, but, but the dudes from the Magic Tavern podcast, which I think is great, are going to be on three of the kids in the hall. Woo! Scott Thompson, Dave Foley, Kevin McDonald. I mean, that's unbeatable. Wow. Andy, this is like your dream episode. It really is. Weird um, whites coming together. <laughs> uh, if you want tickets to any of these shows, you can find links at our website, CouplesTherapyPod.com, and just click on See Us Live. While you're there, you can also click on the Patreon link, you know, Naomi. I love sitting at home with you on the couch, surrounded by our animals, just dishing. We get into it. Get we into dish, it. we spill tea, we just really- we clean up the tea. We clean up the tea after we've spilt it, then we sip it. Anyway, the point is Patreon, two bonus episodes, just me and Andy getting into it. If you like our dynamic, you'll love our Patreon. Yeah. So I think that's about it, right? Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's just time to get into this wonderful conversation with Vela where, like, you guys, we, like, got into some race stuff. I was like, am I being too harsh, being like, I need you to be my black friend? JK, JK, JK. Um, But you guys, listen to it and get your life. Roll it. Oh, my God. Vela, how are you doing today? Yeah, where are you inside? Your heart. Inside, I, you know, I'm responding to the rainy day. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling cozy. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling internal. Yeah. But also down to get into the rain. You know what I mean? Interesting. You're giving me a 90s sweater moment. Bella's giving us a slouchy, loose, like a red, like she's kind of wearing a nice like blanket feel, like she should be in Central Perk holding a big mug. I was going to say, if this had been like a fast fashion-y type thing, this looks like a very nice sweater. If you had gotten down a scale, I would have said, Blossom, giving me Blossom. Well, that's all I'm trying to do is like (laughs) give you those 90s vibes. So I succeeded. It's good. It's very comfy. I don't have enough warm weather stuff here. I know. And then we have like a rainy day like today, and I'm like, oh, God, what do I pull out? I know. So I'm wearing a winter do... coat yeah. over a thin shirt. It's confusing. Mayim Bialik. Mayim Bialik. <laughs> okay, you're doing your 90s vocal warm-up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blossom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Are you not watching Big Bang Theory? Yeah, no. <laughs> so wait. I missed uh, a few seasons. <laughs> you're diving into the rain emotionally, diving into the rain, like- um, yeah. I found in, in Los Angeles it's very difficult because the weather almost never matches yeah. uh, the sadness you're feeling inside. Totally. Uh, which <laughs> well, is omnipresent. Yeah. Because we're all human. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
uh, th- that I cherish. Alert. I am just, uh, I, I know. absolutely, I, if I could put these in a little keepsake box, if I had a little um, music <laughs> box that could keep a rainy day in it. Oh, God. You would oh, do if it. only I oh, could. Hey, that's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It feels like something out of Harry Potter. Yeah. A music box that keeps a rainy day. Yeah. That's or, yeah. If anything, I'm an existential <laughs> poet, <music> Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the rain does to people. Yes. Well, I feel like especially like, because you guys are New York transplants, mm-hmm. right? Like, I feel like especially being someone who like lives in New York where the weather like does go there Mm -hmm. and then in February you get like everyone gets severely depressed Mm -hmm. and then coming here it's kind of disorienting because you're like wait where is the weather how is the weather reflecting my feelings and (laughs) it's just not yeah but my theory is that's why there's all those like dark cave like bars in LA Mm. is people like need to feel that weird darkness but it like (laughs) there's just sunshine all the time so they're like you know how do I find that here I love a dark cozy like I love going into a place where when you walk out you're like oh I forgot it was day yeah that's a fun experience it's also tough to buy cocaine when (laughs) when it's bright it's really bright I agree yeah totally as literally Andy's (laughs) a teetotaler takes one Advil PM and I love that he would even talk about the concept of cocaine he gets it (laughs) he gets it I live in Hollywood now babe things are different yeah Villa, how is your heart feeling like in an emotional place? Where are you with your mm. friendships, your relationships? Oh. You know, are you feeling fulfilled? Are you needing something more? You know, I'm at this place where I feel like as I get older, it's like like I feel like I spent my 20s like collecting friendships. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, I have to be everywhere. I want to be friends with everyone. and Like a Pokemon. Like, yeah, got to catch them all. Got to catch all. all my friends, which sounds <laughs> terrifying. And I did. And that was great. And now I'm kind of like, oh, I don't have the energy actually to like keep up with everyone. <laughs> like it's too hard. I've got too many friends. I sound uh, like I'm like, I have so many friends but you know it's one of those things where it's like you kind of start to I think be like okay who are the friends that I can really like double down on as opposed Mm -hmm. to like just spreading yourself really thin you know yeah that's really interesting I never thought about that before but that really is there is a kind of like um remember when you were younger and you would you would Maybe this is other people, but like every <laughs> improv class I would have, I uh-huh. would like go on. Uh, I was about to say Friendster. <laughs> That's how old I am. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, Facebook. <laughs> and, you know uh, Friendster. <laughs> and like everyone in my, I gotta friend everyone in my class. Yeah. And then uh, it gets to be like you're uh, as old as I am. Also, Facebook is now a fascist uh, company, right, so yeah. you don't really want to use it unless time. you have to. Right. But <sighs> you're now. It's just like. To I, even to click, even yeah. to click on a to, to look someone it's up on it and then click on whatever the thing is now. Friend, it's just say friend, add friend. <laughs> oh yeah, a friend asked. To do yeah. that is too much. Yeah, there's it's a, a shedding. Lot. You do this like kind of like friendship you shedding know, in your thirties. I just thought maybe it is kind of because of the whole like social media thing that we feel like we have so many like yeah. virtual friends, mm-hmm. you know, and then and you know actually what's happening in their lives in yeah. a way that we haven't before. So you do feel like you're catching up with people. Right. Right, right, time. right. And yeah, and then you can be like, wait, I need, like, who are my actual, like, ride or dies right, right now? And like, who can I, you know? But my thing with social, that's what actually is hard for me. I find I mute a lot of people on Instagram. Oh, that muting is my new favorite thing. I've never like, felt like less muting. Never felt <laughs> Because what I realized for me is that for a lot of people to see them, like, 
with their parents or to see them on vacation feels actually really weird and invasive. Yeah, I met like, you one time at a comedy that. show yeah. and now I know what your mama look like. Yeah, it's, it's weird. weird. Well, and especially like if say like you're like kind of casual friends with someone who posts a lot, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you know way too much. Yes. As opposed to like, you know, maybe your good friend that doesn't post ever, you'd mm-hmm. like love to know what they're up to, right. but you're just like, I don't, I can't know this. Yeah. I can't know this. It's too much. It's it too feels much. weird. So I, I, I do live to mute, but it's also... <laughs> Here's live a to mute. <laughs> live to mute. That's my truth. There's merch. <laughs> put yeah, up, put a little uh, God, yes. Instagram logo-y type thing. Yes. No, actually, it's re- that's really good. I love live to mute. Yeah, it's good. Um, but I was going to ask you, too, like being an actor mm-hmm. where you are, because to me, there's also this other layer of when a lot of the work you do mm-hmm. involves being surrounded by people all day for yes, 10 oh to 16 God. hours yes. or whatever. Do you also find that kind of at the end of the day, even though like those aren't your besties, but you've still just been social all day. Surrounded by way. people. Yeah, exactly. Then it's like, I can't with Oh, yeah, and I, I feel like I'm, like, an outgoing introvert. Mm-hmm. So I, like, love people. I love to be around people. But I'm, like, ex- like after being on set all day, I'm, like, exhausted even if I didn't really do anything that uh-huh. much because I'm just <laughs> surrounded by people. And I'm like, that was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it there, there definitely is that need to, like, just, I don't know, like, simplify. Yeah, power like, down. Yeah, power just down. and like off. Yeah, and that's what those rainy days are really good for. How do you go about – do you actually actively shed your friends or is it just let the <laughs> – like, I'm like – No, no, I'm with I'm you like, on You didn't board. make it. No, no, Thank no. you for coming to the callback. But we're good. We're going in a different direction. Because honestly, a lot of our listeners do call in about friendships that yeah. end. And it was it – was, Definitely jarring for me yeah. it, uh, in my 30s when friendships would naturally end. Because yeah. I've had friends since I was ki- in kindergarten. Yes. And those are still friendships well, and that those, I, yeah. I was going to say cherish. Have. You have. You <laughs> Very have different. Maybe they're, they're, you, still pa- yeah. they're, they're still pals. <laughs> You've got them. Yeah. They're still cherish. pals. Or, or have. just like, yeah. you know, we live, some of us, we live different lives. And so it's difficult. <laughs> totally. Uh, but it was jarring then when in my 30s, Friendships would just naturally end for whatever reason. I know. Like, not a bad one. It's not like there was, like, a blowout or anything like that. Yeah, it's just like... De Palma's blowout. We're going in a different direction. Right, we're going in a different direction. (laughs) Like, genuinely, yeah. I think it's really disorienting, especially if you have, like, if you have friendships that, you know, you have your childhood best friends, and you're like, well, that's been fine. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I still have those friendships. Like, why is this one that I thought was, you know, okay, like, suddenly not working anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think I want to put out there that it's like okay to move on from friendships that it's Mm -hmm. not like you know like I feel like the first couple times that happened it was really disorienting and really like sad and but I really think it's actually okay you know what I mean like it's natural to kind of be like oh you were in my life for this period and not this one and that's totally fine and if someone makes it from like period to period you know (laughs) that's another catchphrase cycle to cycle cycle to cycle moon cycle to moon cycle (laughs) then like then that's great and then then we sees you later exactly get out of here ho (laughs) gonna write it down though yeah write write it down Uh, yes do you actively or is it more like a um, a mutual ghosting I mean, ooh, that's that's a good question. Or you're you, you're just like, no, hey, think, you know, break yeah. up. Like a friend, I've heard <laughs> yeah, people friend have breakup. friend breakups before. It's yeah. straight. That's I've never strange. had like a strict. I've never had a friend breakup, but I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, 
oh, maybe this person said something hurtful to me and I'm not going to reach out to them, like, for lunch, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But, like, if they reach out to me, maybe we'll get together. But maybe it's not like, oh, I see you three times a week like we did in college, you know? I think it's one of those things where it's like, whereas before I would let go of a lot of little things that I was like, oh, we're not gelling perfectly, but I just really want want to have you as my friend because I think you're so cool. And now I'm like... I feel like it's okay if we don't see each other all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's like it's not that big of a deal. It's like, you know, if you're <laughs> – this is the most L.A. thing I've ever said, but I see a healer sometimes. <laughs> and, okay. This is going to bring me to my next question. But yeah, go yeah. ahead. Um, but like she, a Reiki healer? I don't even know. I'm like, girl. A general healing. General healing. I don't know about this. You know. <laughs> Hashtag general healing. So, um, But, like, she says this thing where she's like, you're, like, you should only, like, you have to fill up your own cup. And then anything that overflows, that's for your friend. Like, mm. that's for your relationships, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's like the airplane rule. You put your own. Your own mask on. Mask on first. Exactly, yeah. So I really responded to that of, like, oh, if I'm drained and then I'm like, I have to see this friend or she's going to cut me out of mm-hmm. her life. I'm like. I think now I'm like, I think I'm okay with like, you know, giving that time to myself versus like, you know, and then the friends that like are there and are like, oh, it's fine that I haven't seen you for a couple of months. I can't wait to catch up. I'm like, that's, that's sustainable. Yeah. That feels like something I can like, you know. Let's go back to this healer. Okay. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) If memory serves, like you did grow up a little bit hippie-ish, right? Like in the desert or something? Yeah, in New Mexico. Yeah. And is your mom like a hippie dippie? Yes. I remember you so distinctly telling me how like your mom was like, put an onion (laughs) on the bottom of your foot. Yes. Oh my God. But for I forget what. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. All right, everyone. No, no, no. Stop. Nope. Your All memory right. is so good. All right. Um, uh, put an onion. Yes. Cut it. A cut. End so of play. Take a take a sweet onion. Take a yellow onion. Well, purple. okay, here's the we... thing. At some point, I need my mom to just write down all her witchy yeah. mem- like remedies. But yeah, apparently, if you're sick, I'm on the edge and of my seat. keeping a neutral face. <laughs> if you're sick, you could put onions on your feet. And then put a sock over it. And then it. you put socks over it. And the onions, like, like, have you ever heard, like, it's kind of like a like a, an old old wives tale or whatever that like if you have a spider bite like you put a potato on that spider bite and it the potato drops. Andrew is looking at Bella with the blank eyes. I mean. (laughs) I just need to come to New Mexico and I will show you all the witchy ways but so yeah so like so I guess it's like the onion will suck some of the poison Mm. out of your pores. So I had been sick with I had like I think it's called like a tonsillar abscess or something. Ooh. I had like, I just had like pus in my tonsils oh, when no. I was 12 for like weeks. Like it was Ooh. like, I was so sick. And so my mom just busted out all the things before then just getting me antibiotics. And I was fine. <laughs> like I was totally fine. And I was like, we could have done that. <laughs> I was walking around with onions in my socks. Oh my God. Um, and a garlic poultice I also had on my neck. Okay. Like, yeah. That also did not work. <laughs> I mean, maybe it ways. worked. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I was better than if we had just went straight to antibiotics. I don't know. So <laughs> we'll never know. Your mother time traveled from 1830s For sure. Hungary. Yes, <laughs> okay. 100%. And then I also would do like ginger, hot ginger baths. 
if you're seeping your body in ginger. Yeah, so if you're like real, if you have a fever and then you like put like ginger in a bath. Um, what are we saying? Like, tell me how much? Because when I hear these kind of things, yeah. I'm always like, okay, what's the ratio <laughs> you're you like, need for this like shit to work? It. Exactly. You're like <laughs> grating in the tub. How like how much ginger Salt are we pepper. talking? Like ginger so juice. So I think what you do is I think you wrap a whole thing of ginger, like the whole the big old bulb, the big old bulb. Yeah. You wrap it like in something like cheese, like, like a cheesecloth, or like you wrap cheese it in a cloth. Cheesecloth is involved in a lot of these remedies. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, witches yeah. love their cheesecloths. So you wrap it, the ginger, you put it in the bath, let it steep like tea, essentially. Uh-huh. And then you get in the bath and you're like, you are you have a fever, so you're hot. The ginger bath is hot. Crazy things are happening. And then you get out, you wrap yourself in like a like a blanket, mm-hmm. and then you break your fever, essentially. Huh. So like a sweating it out, basically. Like kind yes. of getting yourself like, yes. break, like sweat it out, break it. Exactly. I hear there's yeah. a special room at Sugarfish where you can do that. <laughs> they feed you unagi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, I've you, done all of the witchy remedies. So. When you, you use uh, the adjective witchy, do you mean like what? Did she uh, was she Wiccan, w- or no, is this just like no. a kind of like she just felt this is it just out. like New Mexico? <laughs> yeah. This is just what happens out. Following of the her intuition, yeah. kind of. Yeah. I mean, I had I I told this story at UCB, but I had um a period. She threw me a period party. What for my first period? Period. Yeah. And how did that feel for you? Terrible. <laughs> it's probably informed most of my life. Oh, was there cake? Um, I think there was. Oh yeah. And they're um, all and my neighbors were there. Yeah. Who do you invite to a period? Well, party? Well, it was a surprise period party. Oh, so. oh no. Yeah. Well, you already had your period. You knew. Oh, I who, yeah. Who I didn't need any more humiliation, right. and it was. How wild. many days into your first menstrual cycle? Because <laughs> I want to know if this was like plant. Like oh, it was, it was my already- first day. First so she day. put together. Let's be honest. She put together a party in one day. A surprise party. A surprise party in a day. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, really. Are you an only child? Only child, yeah. It was just me and my mom growing up. So I think I just got, I got all of her. Oh, my God. I got a lot of her, um, her wisdom slash. This is too much. Yeah, it was a lot. (laughs) Where in New Mexico? I asked because I was just in Albuquerque. Oh, no. That was my first time. No, I was doing a, it was a comedy festival. In Albuquerque? That's your cover. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Santa Fe flew yeah. into Albuquerque. And then it was and like it was drunk to Santa Fe. Weird. But I was like, but also it was interesting because like there was a lot of witchy energy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. older white women, yep. a lot of turquoise, yep. a lot of beating. Yep. But then also, here's a question. I saw no black people. Oh, there are and no black people. Edge. Yeah. So no, what was crazy. going on there? So, well, so I'm mixed. So my yeah. dad's black. My mom's like mm-hmm. Jewish and witch. They- <laughs> Jewish. 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 Oh my God. Jewish. No. We did it. We did it. I mean, fantastic um, poor man yeah. but still. No. But so there's a lot of Hispanic people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I would say it's like 85% Hispanic, mm-hmm. probably like 13% white, and like 2% everything else. So uh-huh. like me and this other girl who was like my best friend in, in high school, we were the only, she was also half black. Mm-hmm. And then there was like one other black, like fully black guy, uh-huh. I think, in the school. Maybe another, maybe two. Did they give you a hard time? Did you have any hard times work, just growing because, up with a witch well, in the desert? Yeah, no. I think because, <laughs> like, honestly, because, I and mean, actually, me and my this friend, we mm-hmm. had this conversation recently. Yeah. It was kind of great and also weird growing up in New Mexico yeah. as a mixed person because it's like, I think because everyone just saw that we had brown skin, they just didn't. There was no question. Okay. It was just kind of like, well, whatever. You know? Okay. No one really like thought yeah. too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also no one really asked us about it. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I think it was kind of a double-edged sword yeah, yeah, where yeah. it was like because we were just had brown skin, it was like 
oh, you fit in, you mm-hmm. know, like because everyone was pretty much brown yeah, yeah. and someone's some tan, way. someone's ruddy, someone's tan, yeah, yeah, someone's even if red. they're white, you <laughs> yeah. know, even they're white. They're yes, like, yeah. exactly. And everyone's just used to that, so yeah. there aren't there aren't really a lot. Of, it's not oh, like okay. who, like singling you out, mm-hmm. you know. But also, yeah, there was also not really a black community right, at all. Right, yeah. right. You Did probably- you got more questions about like? Why she got a pocket full of dreidels? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, or like, why does she have onions in her socks? <laughs> that, that's the question. That was a question. That was a question. Yeah. Why exactly. does she have latkes in her socks? Yeah, but it's there's weird. Ooh, kids book latkes in latkes in her socks. Latkes in her socks. We are. We're on fire. We're oh coming up with slogans. We're coming up with T-shirts. books. We're coming up with brands. We're ready. Did you ever go? So, like, coming out of that, though, I'm just like very curious about this yeah. whole New Mexican yeah. biracial moment you were having. By <laughs> moment, I mean your life. My life. Um, yeah. Did you? Then, <laughs> hey, a moment in geological terms. Yeah. A moment in geological terms. Yeah. Did you then, like, once you kind of left, you know, mm-hmm. and then as you started to encounter more people who were like, "What are you?" Because oh, I remember yeah. like very distinctly just that episode of Crazy X where a oh, character that was in just your, my life. Yeah. Well, that's not assumed. Like I was like, oh, this like had yeah. to have come from yeah, fully. I was like, you know, so but I was just like, I was like, you know, as you kind of get that more in life, yeah. Did you ever go through this period? Like, did people ever kind of make you feel like you ain't acting black or doing the black oh, thing or like, okay, yeah. now I got to read a bell hooks or oh, like you know, do something? Well, all I like, lowercase. yeah, all lowercase. Yeah, all, definitely. Yeah, well, and I like minored in Africana studies at uh, college. Like, I was really trying. Like, I was back. like, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm here. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm just like, I, I, I realized I was like, I'm going to get way more mileage out of just being myself, I mm-hmm. think, than like trying to fit into this mold that yeah. I'm like, where am I? You know, I was just like, I just need to like just fully just be black and mm-hmm. just like that's in my yeah, blood. I can't, distance. I literally can't, you know, yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah. is. <laughs> and so, like, you know, I think I kind of reached that. Mm-hmm. I kind of after college, college, I was like very V confused. I was just <laughs> like, wait, what? Like, I was trying to be in, like, like, I think there was like a, there was like, like the black community at NYU had this like hip hop theater class. What? Yeah. Hip-hop and it, I mean, a lot of great people came out of it. Like, I, I'm trying to think. Like, do you know Ukarsh and Bhutar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he mm-hmm. was in that mm-hmm. group. Like, he was the Indian who yes, was rapping in that. Down. My friend Wade, like, a bunch of people were like, like hip hop plus mm-hmm. theater. And I think I like I tried to audition for it or whatever. I yeah. like do my first rap, and I was like, this is not that's <laughs> not my brand. You had to write your own rap. I had to write my own rap. Yeah, I think it was more of that like that poem that you said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher was like, oh, okay. How was your flow? Yeah, not great. No. I mean, I did learn the rap to um, Waterfalls. Yes. For like I, maybe that audition or another audition, and that's that, I feel like that's <laughs> my fine. Yeah, that's my <laughs> finest flow oh my flow God. moment that I've had. But yeah, I think it's like you know, college is for a lot of things. But yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. I was like, I went to NYU, so I was just like, oh my God, like like meeting all these people for yeah. the first time, you yeah. know, and kind of being like. Where do I fit into all of this, you know? And, like, yeah. So, I mean, I still, I, I think just forever people will be confused by my face. So <laughs> I just have to accept that and kind yeah. of be like, this is me. And yeah. Like, that people are going to be confused. And I mean, was, I think Was there funny. a moment for you, Naomi? Were what? you, I mean, you grew up in white spaces. 
going to Dalton. White spaces. Mm-hmm. White spaces. White spaces. White spaces. Oh, in New white York? Faces. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 truly. Well, it's funny because you say waterfalls because I was like, honey, they had me rapping waterfalls at the bar about mitzvahs <laughs> in seventh grade. Meaning that Everyone's was like, like the hot song. You. It would come and they'd be like, give her the microphone. And so like I had to kind of just learn it by default because oh there was an expectation that I would know it. Oh, right? Like, a, like so the, a spotlight comes on. Yeah, like it was like, give her the microphone. Or like the way people would like, they would always have like the Nick City dancers at Barnabas Mitzvahs and it was always like this assumption that I could dance. And right. it was just like, okay, I know the twos and the fours, but yeah. I'm not giving right. you moves, right. okay? I have no, like, I have rhythm, but not, like, movement at all. Right. And it was, like, always that expectation to do that. And yeah. then and then you get to college and then other places where it was like, I wasn't black enough, oh, right? Oh, like, yeah. There's the thing, it's like, there's no, yeah, no one's confused about who I am, but yeah. the actual, like, black people would often oh, tell yeah. me, you know, you talk white, you ain't this, you ain't whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's always been very interesting. You're not reading enough Audre Lorde. I'm not reading enough Audre Lorde. I mean, I was <laughs> Who is? Who is? But it's just funny, because I was saying to you, I'm always saying to you, Andy, and like, when we like book our show or do whatever, I'm always like, I need more black friends. What am I yeah. doing wrong yeah. that I don't have black <laughs> friends? Because I do feel like, especially not, I think just the time we've all grown up, mm-hmm. but then also as our age, I think people are just there's no, I don't, I get less of this, you're not black, right? I feel like people are kind of yeah. accepting different ways to exist. Yeah. And I think the older we get, it's more like just be who you are. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, then where are my black friends? Where, yeah. I'm not where understanding. Are my yeah. And so, you know, I just, I get, I get very stressed out about it. Like I was thinking about our wedding and I was like, Jesus, Andy, am I going to be looking out to a sea of white faces? <laughs> I, do you know what? I thought about that yesterday. <laughs> I'm weird. I was just like, I How, was like, when oh, do you man. guys get married? We don't know yet, but I just, okay, well, you no, have no, a certain amount of time. Not true. We We're, have a deadline. Yeah. Our 10th deadline. anniversary is next March. Oh my We're God. getting hitched before that. then. We're getting hitched on the tenth anniversary. Oh, that way, we don't have to change our anniversary. I love that. I was just <laughs> talking. I was just talking to my boyfriend about that. About how it's like how like you have two anniversaries mm-hmm. then, and how confusing that is. Yeah, depending on how long you've dated for, and then all of a sudden you have this other we random date day. to pay attention to. Yeah. yeah, that's too hard. Yeah, I think you're doing it right. Yeah, and then yeah. we'll plan the part and make sure yeah. we have the part. Yeah, yeah. But, I feel that though. Like I think it's. I think it's definitely like. I think like black excellence is like at just this all time. Like mm-hmm. it's, it feels like it's so deep and strong yeah. right now. And so I think there is this need to be like, wait, right. like, I'm excited about <laughs> like, I, I'm excited to be black and yeah. I'm like proud of that. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And like not trying to kind of hide from it, you know? I know. But it still feels like there's like a certain way mm-hmm. to do it. Like the way in terms of like mm-hmm. culturally or like, yeah. Pop culturally accessible. Oh, yes. Like the thing that's like in now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you being like, God damn, I gotta grow this hair natural again. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. I'm like, okay, you're not doing but what really, you're doing. really, it's like every single person has their own way of doing everything. Like every single mm-hmm. black person is mm-hmm. completely different. And so it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any one right way to do, do This it. is why I brought you here, Vela. Um, I needed Girl, to just yes. handle my scandal. You are perfect. <laughs> I needed you to handle are, my <laughs> You're beautiful. <laughs> oh, poor Vela done put her ass to work. Okay, we gonna go to a break and then we gonna come back now that y'all know Vela and where she's at we are gonna just like help you handle your scandal okay so <laughs> we gonna be right back you being the listener hey guys Naomi here to talk to you about native personal care products Okay, I'm coming through Loving Native because their products are natural. They have simple ingredients and they are formulated without aluminum, parabens, or talc. Instead, you are getting some dope, dope deodorants made with stuff like coconut oil, okay? Tapioca starch. Did you know it absorbs wetness and it'll make you feel good? 
personally, I love the native eucalyptus and mint. Oh my God, that deodorant, I felt like it was like fresh. It was light. I had a little bit of a scent, but I didn't smell like chemicals. Do you know what I mean? And it actually kept me dry. So if you are interested in trying native, you should. They have over 9,000 five-star reviews. So, you know, all those people can't be wrong. So if you are interested in giving Native a try, trying some products that are good for your body, that also smell kind of nice and help you stay cool and under control, you should go to nativedeodorant.com and use promo code THERAPY to get 20% off your first purchase. Again, go to nativedeodorant.com and use promo code THERAPY during checkout to get 20% off your first purchase. All right, you welcome. And we're back, baby, baby. We're sitting here with Vela Lovell, right? Lavelle. Well, Lavelle. it's both. It's, what do you feel? What do you want it to be today? I feel Lavelle. Lavelle. Well, Lavelle is the drama. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? The drama. Like, yeah, Vela Lovell. Lavelle. Mm-hmm. Vela Lavelle. Mm-hmm. Is that one of your parents' last names or? My mom's last name. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's Jewish? No. <laughs> Andy is really I have so yeah. many stories. I need you to Andy be my black just... friend and he needs you to be his Jewish yeah, friend. And... So actually their last name was Saperstein, but then my I guess great grandfather changed it because he saw it on the side of a bus and he was a doctor and he felt like that was gonna like Dr. Lavelle. Yeah. No, it was that... le- well he they say Lovell. So that oh, okay. I think my mom kind of I don't know. Mm-hmm. There there's mm-hmm. different factions now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> If you press it like that and you record an album, it could be called Level Up. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Ooh. You're welcome. That's good. <laughs> You're welcome. Right. I didn't say thank you, but <laughs> I, start, I start recording tomorrow. <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah, but so they, like that's not really. Um, I don't think that's a Jewish name at all. I think it's maybe an English name or something. But I don't know. He found it and changed it. So it was Saperstein. So I've got some Saperstein. <laughs> <laughs> You're Vella's- enough. You don't have to prove a damn thing to us, okay? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no. I hear you. I respect you. I see you. Saperstein's <laughs> coming over. She's bringing a kugel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can see it. Oh, my God. You a damn mess. We a damn mess. <laughs> Who, it's me? Just- both of us. But I'm just so excited. I haven't seen this one in the two years. I'm like, look at her. She Wait, has an age today. Before I get it, it's true. Uh, before I get to this, uh, New Mexico all the way to New York. Well, yeah, I went to um, I went to actually boarding school in Michigan for my mm. last two years of high school because I thought I was going to be like a concert pianist. What? So I yeah. So yeah, I hold like, on, hold on. I'm not going to get this question yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I majored in classical piano Whoa. at this arts boarding school, and then I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> Why? I think I'm just uh, I'm just like I like people, and mm-hmm. I like talking to people. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing classical piano, it's just you in a room alone and I was like no 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 (laughs) like and I you know I I love I love piano but I wasn't like oh I have to practice I want to practice six hours a day which is what I think you have to do like how many like when you're in school for it right when those last years what is that is yeah how many hours a day are you playing piano well I mean it's up to you but Mm -hmm. it's like uh, the people who were doing really well were like waking up early like waking up like 6 a.m. to not before breakfast Mm -hmm. practicing practicing at lunch practicing at dinner and practicing after dinner so probably six hours hours a day Oof. they were doing it so and I I was like barely doing two I was like <laughs> I think I can do two before I would just like atrophy and okay. just you know and I would always take these like theater classes like minor mm-hmm. like because I love doing that back home mm-hmm. in New Mexico and so all of a sudden I was like oh I just play piano here and I had gotten this scholarship and I was just like I'm glad to be at this awesome school 
because the schools in New Mexico are not great. Okay. Um, really? They're the, terrible. In the like, American Southwest. Yeah. <laughs> the meth capital. Yeah. <laughs> I think New Mexico is like 47th or something wow. on the public education. It's mm. Yeah. It's it's not great. So, yeah. So I had gotten this opportunity mm-hmm. to go to the school and I was like, my mom really wanted me to go. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll do this thing. But then I was like, this isn't me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I auditioned for a theater school. Oh, okay. That's how that happened. And then you happened. You guys? Rock mm-hmm. bottom enough? Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Like a Mark Maron <laughs> yes. voice. Thank yeah, you. you're Thank like, you. who are you guys? Who are you guys? Who are you guys? <laughs> yeah, I, um, I love Chopin. Mm. And I love Bach and Debussy. Oh, yeah. Those are my guys. Yeah. Those are your guys. Not a lot of ladies. Actually, zero ladies. Yeah. Well, you have to go into the modern era, right? Yeah. Really to... Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I'm. this is so sad. I literally can't name any, like, off the top of my head. I'm like, I don't know any, like... Classical okay, lady listeners, piano come players. through on Twitter and tell Please us. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Come like I know a lot of yeah. female um, modern composers. Yeah, of course. Whereas, like like your Meredith Monks. Your uh, oh, I love Meredith Monk. Yeah, but like, but not a lot of um, but not a pianist. Classical piano. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Can do you have that ability? Like all uh, some of my favorite thing. Like. So, like, if you were at a party and there was a piano there, like, you could just, yeah. like, go on the piano and just be, like, fucking tickle the ivories and give us all, like, a moment. That's, like, all I wish I could do. <laughs> a moment. I played the piano when I was very little and then, yeah. like, stopped. Yeah. But I, like, was obsessed. Like, you always see that, you know, like, in a movie where someone just, like, goes to the piano and then suddenly everyone gathers around and they've created a moment. Yeah. The, the Cheers theme For song. The yes. And I'm like, yeah. so you do that. Like, you could literally just come I in here could. and just My moment is almost always with Titanic because... <laughs> <laughs> That was my favorite movie whenever yes. it came out. Yeah. And I was obsessed and, like, learned the theme song. And for some reason, That's that has one. stuck in my head <laughs> more than, like, anything. Yeah. Like, I have a couple classical songs that are still there fully. Like, mm-hmm. and I have some just, like, little chunks. But, like, for whatever reason, Titanic, I'm like, I, I got it for life. That's a good one, though. I think everyone in the room would know that. You'd be bringing us they together. Do. Yeah, and like, they Like, you'd be do. like, what? And then yeah. it's like... Wait, Vela? Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that to me is like literally the best skill you could ever have is yeah. just sitting at a piano and then just making something happen. Yeah, yeah. why is it that like you can uh, – someone could go play piano beautifully at a party and it like – it really impresses people yeah. and it really brings the party up. Whereas if someone's playing guitar, <laughs> it, it oh. destroys. All of a sudden everyone's just singing Wonderwall and just like <laughs> – But they're like mad about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like when somebody plays a guitar, you're like, oh, God, you're stealing focus. Yes. and Right. But yet a piano, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's something about the grand nature of the piano. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought is. about that. I, feel like yeah. guitar, I also so associate that guitar thing with college and like dudes. Who oh, really, and like campfire. Like, like, like yeah. they're trying to have a campfire moment. <laughs> and and you're like, like gather around. Oh, yeah. No, we don't want it. <laughs> but it's true. What is it about the piano? Well, I, I feel like a lot of spaces have pianos, you know, like, so it's, it's not something like, it's not like, oh, like, you know, I don't, yeah, I I'm trying to think of a white guy me. name. Yeah. yeah, like Sean brought his guitar again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everyone yeah. sees it coming. Whereas, yes. like, you can just kind of be like, "Oh, a piano, weird." Okay, I should. let me <laughs> slide right in. Yeah, I love the idea of like a weird, creepy dude who like hauls a piano with him. Not a baby <laughs> yeah, you grand, know, but yeah. just like one of the. Yeah, he has like a little truck and, goes, <laughs> and then brings it out for at parties <laughs> yeah, to play like, Wonderwall. You're like, I see you, Sean. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to answer some questions? Yeah, I'm excited. This first one, I'll say this is a doozy. This comes to us. I don't know if she wanted to be anonymous, so we'll just say say her sign-off line, which is... (laughs) Which is, don't say my name. (laughs) Exactly. Sad stepmom of bonus son on West Coast. So this comes to us by email from sad stepmom of bonus son on West Coast. 
Hi, Naomi and Andy and Mabel and Squee and Prem and beautiful guest Vela. Oh, wow. She knows all. So where to begin? <laughs> oh, <it's> my, easy. <laughs> my husband and I have a blended family. We raised our eldest boys together from teen years on. Both are in their early 20s now. Our eldest is in the army, which is rough having him so far away. He is with a girl who he is head over heels for and who seemed very sweet when they stayed with us. I maintained a text relationship mostly with her. Uh, parentheses. They've been together less than a year. Less than a year. Okay. She's than texting year. with the stepmother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Huh? Okay. They've had a few trouble spots because of an overly involved ex she has. Oh. She has an overly involved ex. Uh, yes. And now the son and her are dealing with that. Okay. And she wasn't open with our son about why they were still having contact. Mm. I chalked it up to her having come from a difficult childhood. Which I won't go into because the more details, the more I can't keep this anonymous. <laughs> right, right, right. Yep. Anyway, our son is being deployed early next year and has been talking about getting married as there are benefits for them if they are married before he deploys, which is okay, fine, as long as you've sorted out the whole X and established healthy communication. Yes. Mm-hmm. While we're talking for a long time, parentheses, hours, about this other guy situation, he told me she was pregnant. Oh, okay. I wasn't allowed to tell anyone. I am his stepmom, but my mom's senses started tingling (laughs) or whatever. And I (laughs) asked if he was sure. Oh. He said she was, quote, showing so definitely, unquote. I still had my doubts because she pushed out her belly many times when she was staying with us to be funny. <laughs> you wouldn't right if you yeah, were yeah, yeah. if you were pregnant. You wouldn't like push out your tummy. You wouldn't draw a picture like a a, a face on your tummy <laughs> and be like, "Hey, that's my tummy." Mm. Yeah, that's good. Right, right. That's good. That's my tummy. <laughs> hey, you ate too much. Bread. You have to finish this story. <laughs> you ate too many breakfast burritos. <laughs> I'm like so. The more info he gave me, the more something seemed off. They were supposed to have an ultrasound, but she ended up going to get one without him. Over the weekend that they were having a fight. Mm. He really does want to marry her, but he said she kept kind of pushing the getting married before he deploys thing. Starting no, to feel she, she's pushing. She's it. pushing it. Pushing yeah. it off. Yeah. Pushing it off. off. Got yeah. It. Okay. Starting to feel fishy, right, guys? Just wait. Oh my, god. oh my god. I'm <laughs> wow. this is a roller coaster. I know. She and I talk and text, mostly text because I don't love when people call my texting machine. So <laughs> phone is her texting machine. So I texted her and asked her to send me a picture of the ultrasound. She delayed for a long time and said she would find the best one that the doctor emailed her, which is uh, weird because usually they give you a printed picture right then, but okay. Uh-huh. Finally she sent one, but it was cropped. I had my doubts, so <gasps> oh, you couldn't see the name. Yep, I, the name, the date, wow. all that. I had my doubts, so I Googled three month ultrasound. And found the exact no. picture she sent me, no. but uncropped, only six images down. Oh, God. You guys, this shit is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Holy. Uh, I'll be attaching pictures to this email. She did. I saw <laughs> wow. the picture that she was sent and, and the, the, the Google, Google picture image. are exactly the same. <gasps> oh, my God. Uh, uh, even the, yeah, so she's, it's the exact picture. Even the woman's womb has the exact black spots. One even looks like oh a my little gosh. exclamation point. Like she's like, yeah. like a Rorschach test in the wow. ultrasound and they look the exact same. Uh, oh my that goodness. was my commentary. <laughs> the Rorschach. Yeah, yeah, that was you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the baby's face is the same. The leg, even just a little under the baby's back, is a sharp white line that ends in a point. Oh my god! So obviously, wow. I called and texted him, her stepson, immediately, and sent him the screenshot of her text and what I found. I even sent him a screen recording comparing the two photos. Oh my god! 
He said that he can't just go around accusing her of something like mm-hmm, that, but yeah. that he would get an ultrasound ASAP. Mm-hmm. I followed up and he just is vague. He says they're fine. I eventually told his dad, my husband, because I'm super worried that he's with a fucking psycho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he almost flew out there to talk to him about it, but then we're like, what's he going to say? He's an adult. Mm-hmm. He's a grown man and he's in love with a wackadoo. <laughs> Yeah. In love with a wackadoo. Yeah. Uh, I already decided it would be going too far to involve his mother. She is an A-type personality and would probably fly out and get in the middle of things there <laughs> for him, which I love about her, but I can't betray his trust, and I don't know that it would matter anyway. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, he has grown to the point where he can sacrifice his life for his country, which is a real possibility in a couple months. Oh, I love him so much just yeah. as I do my other sons, and it breaks my fucking heart and makes me so mad to think of someone hurting him in any way. I know I can't pretend she isn't psycho and continue a relationship with her, but this means not getting to see him at least until he realizes what's up. But will he ever? I'm just not fake like that. What do I do? (laughs) Stad stepmom of bonus son on West Coast. Oh my God. And she says, yet very happy Patreon subscriber. (laughs) This is like This is epic. Like this is an epic, truly epic letter. I can't take it. It's so funny because you said you were like, we have a story. We have we have a question coming in that's a doozy, and I was like, "Tell me!" And you were like, "No, you have. We have to like do it in this entire." And I see why because I'm like, "Oh my!" I don't even know. There are so many layers. So many layers to, to that that because like the second I'm like, "Oh, it should be this," then I'm like, "But I also it's get the other side." Extremely tough. I I only know this from watching my sister when she first started dating. Dated some real losers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erica, if you're listening, <laughs> I think I think we, we're all on the same page with some of your high school boyfriends. <laughs> and my parents, the way that they dealt with it was they gave her space. Because mm-hmm. if they just went and said, no, you can't right. date this person, she would have gone around their back probably and right. dated them. Right. It didn't stop her from dating them, but it also uh, – I, I don't think she like rebelled. Right. And so it's – I mean, it's I really can't. difficult. Like, do you like yeah. how much space do you give someone if they're dating a lunatic? Right. I mean, it's also so hard because I. I mean, I don't have kids. I can't imagine the responsibility yeah. you feel for their happiness mm-hmm. and their sense of well-being. And so, if you see that they're literally with a psycho person, I can see that you would just want to just put an end to yeah. it. But I. I don't know. I mean, my kind of my my first instinct when hearing that is like. To yeah, just like let it all happen, because especially with like, I just as a rule of thumb, like I feel like if you ever say anything bad about someone's relationship, it can just completely backfire on yeah. you, and all of a sudden maybe say they end up being with that person for the rest of their life, then they can't be around you because right. then they're like, oh, you disapprove of this relationship, right. and then all of a sudden you're a reminder of all the bad things in mm-hmm. in your part in this mm-hmm. person's partner and all of a sudden so you don't want to be around them. So like I don't think that she should risk not, you know, ha- right. not having her stepson want to be want her as a part of their lives right. by throwing down the gauntlet and being right. like this person's evil. Right. Right, right. Have you ever had a friend who was with somebody or were you with somebody that your friends didn't approve of? Like, have you ever had that go down? Yeah, I feel like I've more been the friend that's like, mm, <laughs> that maybe not. Approve. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. approve. But like, I just think you, uh, I, I just know. think anytime you say anything. I agree, yeah. And I've also, okay, I, I will say like I've I've witnessed um, a good friend tell another, like another one of our best friends. Mm-hmm 
to leave. Yeah. To leave her. Yeah, yeah. Her her man. And it would and now they don't talk about that anymore. Was like that she won't she won't psycho? Due to like infidelity stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. But now huh. they're still together. She won't open up about that stuff anymore right. because she knows right. that th- this other friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like you don't want it. Right, exactly. But, yeah. So it's like, I feel like it's that hard thing where you're like, you don't want to, sometimes if you put those boundaries down by saying you're with this person that I don't approve of, you can end up actually losing your relationship. Right. And especially because it's really tricky because when you know someone, whether it's relationship or just like any unhealthy situation, yeah, it can be so hard to draw that line, that kind of intervention line where it's like, I'm going to cut you off if you don't get it together. Yeah. Because a lot of times the very thing a person needs is to know that they have other people. Right. You know what I mean? So that right. if, when they do hit that wall, yeah. they know that like there is an out, there is a couch they can stay on, there right. are people who like them. It's right. so like you can't be too harsh if you want them to be able to like walk out the door. Right. Because then say your stepson and this woman like, you know, years down, you know, two weeks later they split up. Mm-hmm. Then you can be like, yeah, she's a psycho. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, be yeah. like fully let it out. Mm-hmm. But until then, I mean, probably your stepson knows. That's the thing. I'm just like, don't you think people always know, even if it's like deep down? Like you mm. just, you're never, I don't know. I know what you mean. I'm like, maybe, I wonder. Maybe, maybe not. But I know. You have an inkling that like maybe yeah. there's something or maybe there's He must like, have, because to me, especially the first, I mean, just in and of itself that she would not let him be at the ultrasound or use the moment when they weren't connecting yeah. to, to have the ultrasound yeah. is like funky. And then also this like, you know, you went from saying you went to marriage to somebody, somebody pushing it off, yeah. let alone not, you know, still having this relationship with your ex that is not clarified. Right. 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 So there's so many levels that, uh, yes, I feel like this, you know, the son, he must know that something is off. But then it's so right. true. I think especially because, you know, what is he's probably what she said. Like, he's like in his 20s, I imagine. Right. Yeah. Where it's like. You do have to learn for yourself. You have to. You have to. Unfortunately, you have to experience the thing going bad and being shitty to know how to get out of it, to know how to see it in the future and avoid it. And like all those things, you can't just leave because your mom tells you to. Right. Can I quote my healer one more time? Well, (laughs) I guess I'll allow it. She said this thing that I think is amazing, which she was like, don't rob anyone of their rock bottom. Mm. And I think that is so True, because it's like, I think sometimes we want to be like, I want to prevent this person I care about Mm -hmm. from experiencing their rock bottom, which is what like, you know, he finds out the, you know, the mother of his child is like cheating on him or a psycho or whatever, whatever it is. But it's like, that's his rock bottom to experience. Like, at the end of the day, it becomes like, you actually can't experience that for him Mm -hmm. as much as you want to. You know, like is this healer just Ayanna Van Zant? I mean, what is going on? That she's sounds like amazing. A this sounds like someone who just gets it. Yeah. By the way, does she have merch? Don't rub someone else on the rock bottom. She That's should. a t-shirt. She really should. Yeah. She sounds great. She's amazing. Do you just like talk to her, or is there? Like, oh yeah. Does it talk? It's, it's a conversation. Different. It's different every time. Interesting. <laughs> I recommend healers for everyone. Um, no matter no matter who you are. Is this in lieu of therapy or oh addition addition? <laughs> 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 but yeah, so I would just say that like, and I'm sure as a mother, stepmother, regardless, someone who like cares yeah. for this, for this man, like, you know, you're probably wanting to take on that pain for him. Yeah. But like, you just, it's so hard. It's you so just hard. can't, I just think yeah. you can't like yeah. you, you literally like, no matter what, like say like you, you know, you intercept and you're like, you're dating a psycho, break up with her. And he does like, yeah. 
that's also like yeah, that not doesn't good. help. That doesn't help long term. That person, you see, what I'm saying, like you're not helping that person long term. Yeah. How here's here's the uh, the <laughs> other question that okay, so you give the person space. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. I was trying to think back to my parents. Like, how do they deal with? Some of these uh, scummy BFs. You quit it. She listens. Stop making it sound like they were pod people. They weren't pod people. They weren't. <laughs> it wasn't like she was dating like a sewer creature. Right. Pod people. <laughs> I know. Just like, that's all I can think but of. Just, <laughs> I, I guess no one this, I don't know if she dated anyone this duplicit right. that I knew about. Right, right. To, um... Sad stepmom. If she's still in her stepson's life, mm-hmm. how do you deal with this person going oh, forward? Because so I would just fucking shut down. Oh, I get if it. If I had yeah. to deal with some, with a rat, <laughs> right? Some of you well, didn't yeah, like exactly. when she was saying like, "How do I even be in a?" Ri- I don't. I think she said that like, "How do I like be around right, her?" Right, and right. I'm like, I feel for her so much. <laughs> like that must be so hard to be like just swallow everything mm-hmm. and then just be like, sure, everything's great when like, you know, it's, you just right. know in your gut that it's not. Well, I think there's also some, I don't, I'm like, I'm not really into also this person texting with stepmom so much. Yeah. It's been think, less than a year and it's like a little too yeah, much. It's I a little so too much. Too. I would say maybe boundaries are good. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Boundaries are always good. Like she's not in a relationship with this woman. Right. So like she actually doesn't have to, yeah, like text on the daily or yeah. like, you know, or kind of be like, know what's up with her like she can just be like we i'll see her at i'll see you christmas. christmas yep and like keep it as limited as possible limited light and simple <laughs> and let him figure oh that's so hard i know but this woman but is right. carrying her step grandchild in her possibly in her saved picture folder on her, on her laptop yes, yes, right. yes. 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 that was a long muddy walk but I, <laughs> Well, I mean, she'll know. I'm like, she'll know in a few months, right? Like, well, hopefully, but I hope that if she is truly pregnant, that the person who is the actual father, yeah, will know that they are the actual father. But that's also, this is because that's not fair to either person. The, you, no. Look, if this is a hoax, I'm I'm wondering what this woman's end game is. Why fake this in the first place? Like why? Like if she's, it's one thing. I thought the, I thought the, yeah. I thought it was going towards like she's gung ho on getting married. That's He's what not, I thought, but no. And, she, yeah. and this is like an old school kind of like I'm pregnant. I guess we have to get married now type right. situation. Right. But it doesn't seem like that. So kind I'm like, what is the? So it just seems like the, that there is a. Uh, weird hoax going on, and I don't know why the woman, why her stepson's yeah, like what's girlfriend her is perpetrating exactly. the hoax. Is she mentally? The only we thing cannot, I think we is she, because you're saying like in a few. Well, a reason I'm saying this is like you said like oh, in a few months we'll find out. I'm like no, if Maybe she's like pulling this, if she's pulling off some kind of weird yeah. hoax, she'll be like oh, I lost the child. Is it like a Munchausen by proxy type thing where oh, wow. she uses this or <laughs> no. whatever? I, what's the one where you abuse someone else to get sympathy? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, Munchausen yeah, by proxy, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Is is there something else going on here than just? Because right. then there's a que- like if she if her um, stepson's girlfriend is genuinely mentally ill, that's different. That's, that's whole other thing. That's slightly dangerous. And yeah. then I was like, well, what do you do then? How do you actually? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is more than the three of us can unpack. No, 100%. Okay? Because you truly can never even know this woman's motive. No. And to try to get into it, it can be so hard because I think we want to try to get into that person's head to, in some ways, find a way to kind of make sense of it, right? And yeah. justify, like, what is happening. Yeah. And it's like, you can't even work from that. When you're dealing with somebody, you know, you have to kind of stay in the sense of, okay, well, okay, what is this behavior? 
how does this behavior affect me is a behavior that needs to be changed. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And it's like, to me, it's like, well, what's happening here is it sounds like at the very least, her stepson is just being manipulated yes. and kind of jerked around by right. someone. Right. At the very least, like, even if this person is, you know, pregnant with their child and they, like, the way they're, she's going about right. it. Like, again, even just the idea of, again, let's say it's all in the up and up, what it is to get an ultrasound, like, I'm mad at you, so I'm going to go do this thing without you. Yeah. That's not how you relate to somebody, even yeah. if you are telling the truth, right. you know? Or also, like, being like, and I might be talking to my ex-boyfriend. Like, yes. that question, even, of, like, oh, oh, I'm about to have your baby, but I'm also maybe, like, still talking into my ex. Yeah. Like, it's, it's right, at the very least, mm-hmm. some something not great is happening in right. the relationship. So that's why, then I'm like, I'm like, so, Eve, like, take all the other stuff out of it, and maybe that can also be part of the conversation she has with her stepson when he's in a mood to hear it. Yeah. That's the thing, because that's the thing with moms, too, right? Because you know how moms <laughs> be, like, knowing everything, and then they want to tell you. And I know for me personally, there are times when I'm open to being told, Yes. And there are times when I am not. Yes. And when I am not, it doesn't matter how right you are. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't. And it's like when he wants to talk to you, then it's like that's when you kind of open it up. And like to me, it's also like don't editorialize. Don't focus on all the extra stuff we don't know. Yeah. Stay in the facts. Yes. Stay in what we do know. Yes. And then how does this behavior make you feel? Yes. Well, I was going to say like, yeah, I think that waiting till he brings it up is really because usually it's like the person will bring it up. Yeah. They'll always bring it up. You know, you don't actually have to. That's not your responsibility, Mm -hmm. you know. And then when they bring it up, like, yeah, focusing on you. Like, I care about you. Mm -hmm. So how are you feeling? Yeah. And it's not really about the I mean, it's about her because she's the one doing it. But kind of like, how is that affecting you? And then it's not you. You're never really on the hook being like, she's trash. Yes. You know what I mean? You're just concerned about the person that you care about. And you keep it like you keep that side of the street clean. Yeah. I like that. Boundaries and openness. Yes. Yeah. And never, never rob somebody of their rock bottom. Okay. See a healer. <laughs> See a healer. Um, okay, this question really took me for a loop. We do need to take a break. I feel like we just got back, but we also went to hell and back. Oh, and so we're wow. taking a quick one. We are coming back, answering some more questions with Vela. BRB. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host the Bobby Bones Show. And I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh, or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. And we're back here with Vela. We here to handle your scandal. Why don't we do one more? This will. Uh, we'll do. Let's do a voicemail. Okay. How do you feel about that? Does anyone have a? I feel let's good. vote. Does anyone have a <laughs> problem with a voicemail? All right. No. Hey, Andy and Naomi. Um, I'm a recent fan of the podcast, and I love it. And I love your guys' dynamic. But I need some advice. My boyfriend and I have been together about a year. Uh, we met here in Mexico. I'm currently living and working but he's from Colombia. And from the get-go, we were like, no, we'll keep it casual because we knew he was going to have to go back. But then, annoyingly, we fell in love. And it's honestly the best relationship I've ever had, even with the distance, supportive, loving, all that. So I don't know what to do because obviously we don't want to be long distance, but in order for that to change, someone's got to make the huge commitment to move to another country for the other person. And it's hard to make that commitment without knowing how to be when we're actually together. So 
Any advice you guys could give me on the topic would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Okay. <sighs> International lovers. International lovers, long distance lovers. Yes. V train, do you have? You ever you, been in an a, a long yes, distance relationship? I was, yeah. And LD relish. LD relish. I was, <laughs> and I, I, I really feel for her. I also, I have so many thoughts on this subject. <laughs> actually, so glad I'm here. Um, I think there's a lot of positives in long distance relationships because I think a lot of times, you know, when you're dating and you're like right next to the person, you, you, a lot of other things are going on that can kind of cloud your judgment. And mm-hmm. long distance, although it can really suck, gives you this weird opportunity to just get to know the person, mm-hmm. like just in text, just in, you know, phone calls or video chats or emails or whatever in this way that's so specific, mm-hmm. like in this way that you wouldn't get to know them otherwise. I think it can be a really like strength. Like I think you can really get to the bottom of what the relationship is mm-hmm. like in a really like in a really fast way. Like you can be like, well, Okay, I like if I'm going to leave my friends at the bar to come call you before mm-hmm. you go to bed, I must really care about you, you right. know? So you're kind of like, I don't know, it kind of I think it cuts the bullshit like really fast, you yeah. know? It kind of is like, oh, like I like you, you mm-hmm. know? It's not like, oh, I don't know if he's going to call or like he's, you know, yeah. I don't know if we'll meet up tonight. It's like all of a sudden you're like, what do you actually feel, yeah. you know? It's really hard, but I think a lot of people can do it and have done it successfully. It's helpful to have rules. Like I know for my relationship that was long distance, we would try and do every three weeks. See each other every three. Yeah, because mm-hmm. things start to get really weird mm-hmm. after three weeks. Things get really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Sorry. You just you... start like you start being mad at weird things and then you're like, I don't – who is this part? Like you just start – you don't have a frame of reference for them. You lose the connection. You lose the connection. You of, need the pheromones. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and then it's also weird that readjustment period when you see them at first. It takes a second to be like, oh, you're not just a, f- a voice on the phone. Mm-hmm. You're a live – Person. Oh, you want to touch me now? Yeah, like, yeah, ah, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know you. Yeah. Um, so, but I think so. I think it it can be really hard. But I I don't know. I think there's actually like I don't think it's a, a reason to to not date someone. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, but but see, but you're not advocating one of them moving. You're saying like keep the kind of long distance I, up. Yes, and kind of I see. would say yes. I would say my advice would be. I don't think it spells out the end of the relationship. I think you could find out pretty fast if you want to continue it Mm -hmm. and how much time you want to put into it and then try and see each other a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. don't just not see each other. I think that's (laughs) not good. I'm not not advocating for that. You should see the person that you're dating. Yes. Um, Hot takes. Yes, hot takes. But uh, (laughs) I'll be here all week. You know, I feel like I talked to someone recently that was like, you know, the first two years of their marriage, they were long distance. Like, I think people do it. Yeah. And it can really bring you, like, stronger together. I do think eventually you probably want to be in the same, you know, city, probably the same house as the person (laughs) that you're, you know, partners with. But I do think to start off a relationship, it's not the end of the world for it to be long distance. It's interesting you say, I mean, like, I definitely hear you. And I feel like the last advice episode, we had that couple that they were married, but both, like, tenured professors are trying to be tenured. And Mm -hmm. they were teaching at two totally different universities. So they they literally lived in different. Yeah, Yeah. they only saw each other on weekends, maybe. But they were married, but they were like, we're happy, but everyone is giving us shit. How do I deal with everybody assuming my relationship isn't real? Right. 
Right. So I get that it can work, but I also think there is something to me when you're a long distance, I can, and this is going to be me, my personality, yeah, yeah. I can still curate your experience of me. Oh, so I can yeah. keep you at a distance or if I'm in a bad mood, you know what mm. I mean? Like, yeah, I might go to call you when I'm sad, but if you don't pick up or whatever, like if I talk to you later, like it's not the same as like having to see me in the darkness. Yeah. Is that or what you like, did when I was out here and you were still in New York? <laughs> Remember that? Like, literally, we would be, like, video chatting when Andy was living in L.A. writing on a show and I was uh-huh. in New York. And we would be, like, video chatting. And literally, like, I would have it totally framed of up. Course, of where course. Where it was, like, sure, the apartment's clean. And yeah. then it's, like, if you yeah. wanted to reveal, I am literally just surrounded by takeout containers yeah. and not yeah. wearing pants. You know what <laughs> There's I mean? candles just around you yeah. and the rest of the apartment is, like. <laughs> filthy and sick. Yeah. And so that's the thing. Like, of course I would. But, again, we have been together long enough that we, like, went through, you know, that time. Mm-hmm. But even then, I remember being very afraid before you left, like, he's going out to Hollywood and he's going to forget. So, you know, mm-hmm. even after probably, what, two years in, three years in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, so, yeah, that was about three. Right. So we'd even have that. So I can understand how, you know, when you're still doing the get to know you at that distance. But it all depends on the personality because I understand Completely. other people are not like me and do not try to um, micromanage uh, people's experience of them. No, but that's – I think that's – I mean that's the whole internet. I mean that's the fear <laughs> when you're not literally just next to a person. Yeah. Is that you can do that. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes – that I, I, I totally get that. What about the international – so she lives in Mexico. Mm-hmm. He lives in Colombia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if they decide, okay, one of us is going to move? How do you make that decision? Do you, the more adaptable person, like the person with the the least, the least ties to where they are? Because she said she's working in Mexico, Uh not that she's necessarily from Mexico. So she could be the one where it's like, you know, if he has family and a job or these other things, if he's more tethered, then she would be the one who could go. Right. But I think it's important to even do that kind of thing. And it's hard, but I would say like, Whoever's making the move, and I know moving is hard and it takes a lot, but I would advocate not moving in with that person right away. I, oh my gosh, completely agree. <laughs> completely. Yeah. Like have your own, like Get see if you can have your before. own life. Exactly. And yeah. like, obviously like, you know, you can't ignore that you're moving for this yeah. person, but as much as you can make it about yourself mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I'm getting my own apartment. I'm going to have my own job. I'm going to seek out my own friends so that I have a life. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah, you can just easily get swallowed up by the person that who's like, come to me. <laughs> yeah, and you become codependent because it's like, if I move to a place for you, well, if she's living in Mexico, I'm hoping she can speak some Spanish and then she can go to Colombia and be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, people like you move to a place for somebody where you're like, you're literally the only person I know. Only person. The only person I can talk to. Yeah. I don't have a job yet. And you know, you come and then it's like. Then you get mad. Yeah, then the relationship can't deal with the pressure. No. Of that, you know, one person being so dependent on the other. Yeah. Well, I would say, I think you guys should be in love and keep dating. Rella <laughs> <laughs> says you should be in love. End of play. Um, but I also think that, you know, maybe the more like, you know, whenever you guys visit each other, like get to know each other's friends, mm-hmm. you know, really like start to like explore the cities that you live in on mm-hmm. your own for yourself. And like so that then if one of you guys move, it's not like you're completely alone in yeah. this, you know. Yeah in this relationship. Yeah you, yeah, you can have a 90 day fiance situation. Oh my God, I love that show. Me too, but those people, they just show the fuck up. It's crazy. You know what I mean? And you're like, this is not a good idea. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would advocate for like seeing, just like go visit each other and mm-hmm. like see each other a lot because there's literally no substitute for that. Like I'm yeah. in a room with you. Yeah. 
Like, did she, yeah. Did she say where she is in Mexico? I can't remember now. Oh, I think I she just remember. said Mexico. What are flights between? <laughs> oh, and Mex- then it gets let's ex- say Mexico oh, it gets City expensive. and uh, oh, is that Colombia? Yeah, I would also okay. advocate for splitting plane ticket costs mm. so that it's not just like. I'm paying for myself or like this person's flying me out. Like mm-hmm. it should be a mutual thing. Yeah, if you're that's gonna, a bigger call. Yeah, if you're going to do this thing or like I'll pay for this flight, but like you get, you know, mm-hmm. all the dinners or something. Like it needs to be like an, an equal thing cost wise because yes. that can also breed resentment. Of course, of course. And especially because if that is such a big part of your relationship, it's not about someone spending money, but the but the spending of the money is how you show someone you want them around. Yes. Because that's the only way you can kind of do it in that scenario. Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm always like, I'm never, like when it comes to dating and all that kind of stuff, you know, the ways you, early on until you kind of get to know a person, I think part of the reason why people tend to kind of, there's so many rules around who pays or who does what. Yeah. It becomes, until you know a person, the only ways you know if they're interested in you is the time they spend and the money yes. they spend. You're Those so are the two things. right. There's the only way to know. What was your guy's? Well, first, first early, <laughs> early um, experience. Well, this that. is a big part of our big thing was because like Andy was unemployed for a while. Like uh-huh. we've like literally like we take like, turns swapped. being employed. I think right? that's great. And so what? But in the very beginning of us dating, and like it was chill. I didn't need. I was. Like, I moved me- to New York, and two weeks later, <laughs> the financial crisis happened. Great. He lost the. He I lost moved, the job he had. No, oh, no, you weren't. Man. I moved to New York, and then my friend was going to get me a job. He worked for a company that wrote reports that did due diligence on hedge fund managers, and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, gosh. I can get you a job here." Oh and my then, gosh. And then everything imploded, and so wow. I spent my days doing yoga and <laughs> listening great. to Democracy Now in my apartment and right. not leaving because I had uh, zero no money. Yeah. yeah. Zero dollars. Wow. <laughs> but that was the thing. It wasn't that, again, I don't need fancy dinners by any means right. or like any of that. But I, I got insecure at some point because I was like, well, I'm coming to his house and hanging out. Yeah. Does he actually like me? Or am I just the bitch that's coming over to the right. house? Right. Because you couldn't tell. I could, because, right. I'm yeah. like, if I come to your house, then it's like, where is your like investment in me? Is like yeah. I'm just rolling and up. You know, you know how like you know, there's a lot of songs. There's a lot of just like you know, people being like, I need my man to pay for me. Mm-hmm. But I do think that's it. What the, what's at the heart of that is literally just like, are you putting time in for me? Right. It's not actually like, oh, I need to be like covered in diamonds. Yes. <laughs> you know, but oh well, I do. Oh, that I would do be need nice. to be covered in diamonds. That would be great. But it all it's just like I can see that you care mm-hmm. in this way and yeah. then I can move forward. Right. There were no know? other women I wanted to come over. <laughs> only, only you. <laughs> By the way, flights from Mexico City to Bogota, $250. Okay. Okay, we okay. can do this. All right. We can do this. Especially okay. if By the way, I don't know if that was split. American if it's dollars. Split. If it's split. If it's split, this can be done. And if you get it in advance, if mm-hmm. the next time, if always before the before the end of the visit, you get the next get one. Get the next one. Yep. You got to book advance. US USD. Round trip? Okay. USDRT? I don't know about RT. Well, bed. Oh, that makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, then it's 250 each. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to work. <laughs> 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 no, it should still, you should still give it a try. Well, <laughs> uh, what a lovely time. Thank, thank you guys you. so much. Thank what a you. great way to spend the rainy afternoon. I know. Thank you so much for coming in. You're the greatest. Thanks for having me. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 
my name is Kimberly Drew. But if I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists, it's that we all have the power to create something beautiful. That's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store. They're a big deal, and it's time we give them our attention. Listen to Your Attention, Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's inspired by Your Attention, Please, now streaming on Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on Black history. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app.